Hey, what's your uh, weather like? Like, how's it going? Uh, well, you know, it's well. it's kind of right in the middle. It didn't get real cold last night. Fifty was our low last night, and we're yeah. going to get up to, you know, sixty-five, something like that, sixty-three. Yeah. How about you? Wow. Well, it's going to be a little cloudy, sit, too. It's going to be cloudy. Yeah. Uh, yeah we're going to be very sunny here. Uh, and it's going to oh? sit sitting right now at 70. And it's going to cool off a little bit and only get up to 98. Wait, so. wait, 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 wait. 70? 70, 70 degrees right now, Fahrenheit? Right now. Yeah. Right now? We're going to, yeah. And we're going to get up to 98. I'll get up to 98 today. What? Uh, it's going to cool possible? off a little bit. How's that possible? Well, you're, you're in Chicago. I'm in Iowa. No, and well, well, you know usually what? our weather's uh, about the same. What? Breaking news! Right. I'm in what? I'm in Phoenix. Breaking, breaking news! I'm in Phoenix. Yeah, I'm Phoenix, in Phoenix, Arizona, not Phoenix, Iowa. Yeah, not Phoenix, Iowa. I'm in, and the other thing, and you know, the other oh thing is, God. I'm here. I'm here, kind of having some fun, and I noticed there's a baseball team with the name Surprise Saguaro, and I don't know what that means. You think we'll? I'll well, figure that out eventually. We'll have to, because I think it's part of the show. <laughs> All right, let's go. You ready? Oh, well. Hey, you're here. It's the bro show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so excited. Are you excited, John? I am pretty excited. uh, Yeah. That's my brother, John. Uh, My name is Jerry. Yeah. We're brother, actual brothers. None of that, you know, the BS real stuff. The real deal. For real. And, uh, yeah, real. we are, I've just found out that, yeah, we, <laughs> we are rarely in the same place doing the show. But usually he's in Chicago and I'm in Iowa. But right now you're, you're in Phoenix, Arizona, you told me. By way of introduction, we do this every Saturday. We drop a show every Saturday morning right after cartoons. And we talk about four things, and we'll surprise you with what those four things are. But they're usually the same every week. If you know our format, then you already know what they are. If you don't, well, go to www.bro.show or just bro.show. No.com, no.net. Just go right there, and you can subscribe and get notified every Saturday morning when our show drops. You got it. And, you know, there's not, there's no hassle. You know, you're not going to be hounded. You're not going to be, you know, chased like you will not feel like a rabbit jumping around, dodging all these emails. No, no, you won't. We're squeaky clean and no money either. It's all free. So enjoy. And John, I have a question I have to ask you. What T-shirt are you wearing? I am wearing my uh, season of the rabbit T-shirt. Well, that's appropriate because this is the season of the rabbit, isn't it? Yes, Six month is. season. Yeah, we're about halfway through it. So, anyways, are, are you are you curious uh, what I'm wearing? Oh yeah, sorry. What what t-shirt are you wearing? I should have asked oh, that question. I'm glad you. Nice, I'm glad you nice prompted you to me. ask. Yeah, I did a little. It hit me over the subtle, head. Yeah, subtle. Yeah, uh, I yeah. am wearing the Rocho Fist Bump Tacticolor t-shirt. Our second t-shirt ever made. I love this thing. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, and texture wise, it really oh. is nice. It's the Ooh. best. It might be our best. Well, either that or it's Could one be. of the oldest, so it's beat up, so it's soft. <laughs> I don't know which it is. I'm not sure. Dude, 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 do we have a sponsor? Yeah. Yes, we do have a sponsor. Our span- sponsor is Animal Legal Defense Fund. And this non for profit 501c3 organization's 
mission is to protect the lives and advance the interests of animals throughout the legal system. How do they do this? Filing high-impact lawsuits, assistance and uh-huh. training to prosecutors that want to, you know, uh, to ensure that they hold uh, the abusers of animals accountable for their Countable. heinous crimes. Account, yeah. account, yes. That's good. Mm. You know, string them up. Why not? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need time. to get into. We don't need to. We, do, we don't mm. need to talk about the part of the anatomy. We're going to working with that. But oh, oh, not going to go there. Uh, support, not going to go there. Yeah, and there's also right. supporting tough animal legislation and providing oh. resources and opportunities to law mm. students and professionals that wish to advance in the animal law uh, field rather than chasing ambulance. And I think you know, let the bulldogs chase the ambulance, and uh, and let the uh, and lawyers do your thing and become uh, a part of this this bud this budding profession called animal law. And you know, yeah. they've got what? something that we all want. You know what that swag. is? Swag. Swag. Yes, sir. They do have swag. They so, have great T-shirts. Uh, go there and get them. You know, we've got all the links to everything at the bottom of our show notes. If you don't have the show notes. Uh, you know, you could just uh, Animal Legal Defense Fund. Just look it up on the Internet. You'll find all their stuff. It's fantastic. And, you know, by the way, we sell swag, too. And our proceeds from all the sales of our swag go to the Animal Legal Defense Fund, our our sponsor. And you can get our stuff at merch.bro.show. This week, our theme is going to be baseball. Since I'm here in Arizona watching some baseball. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about rabbit ball and the various ways rabbit is defined and used as terminology as it relates to the national pastime baseball. So what we can start with is first thing is there's the rabbit ball. And yeah, now rabbit I found, ball, I found this, it, this. I found this fascinating, John. I have to tell you, I, I read this stuff this week and I had no idea there was even, you know, rabbit ball. Live ball, dead ball, lively ball. There's, it's really fascinating, actually. I had no idea. This caught me completely off guard. Wow. Well, what rabbit ball represents, it means a, a baseball that appears to be livelier than the ordinary ball. And we know that, you know, you have a manufacturer of a baseball and the way they compress it, they can, uh, you know, maybe the way that the cushion inside it, they have a little rubber ball perhaps in it can make a big difference as to how far that ball can go when it's hit. Various times during the uh, history of baseball, there has been uh, accusations that perhaps the ball has been juiced or made more lively. And um, mm-hmm. as far back of the year, I remember, not personally, but I remember 1930 as a landmark year. And the other one was 19, uh, 1987. And those yeah. are the years in which that happened. And, you know, then finally, in, in the, a little bit later, like about 2000, said, boy, the ball's lively. No, that's not the ball. That's the players. You know, they, they look a little different. You know, their heads are gigantic. And, well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> is. That was now, another you, kind of juice. Another kind of juice. You know, I've, I'm, I'm kind of known myself for getting a little upset when I hear something and it kind of annoys me. And you? the way that you, you as John? a baseball you? player. Yeah, yeah, me. No, and not you. and what happens yeah so if that happens during a baseball game quite often a uh there's called this heckling 
from the bench. And some ball player will will shout out to the umpire and say, "Hey, get your glasses fixed," or uh, you know something like that. Or where's your cane? Where's your cane? You need that to walk around and Ooh. and also what that is that is referred to if the if a person who reacts to that in an unfavorable way is said to have rabbit ears. In other words, very sensitive oh. hearing. And uh, gotcha. So. So that's that's another way that we that we think about rabbits. These are all, these and, are people who have good hearing, but they're also overly sensitive, aren't they? They are. Personally, I've been yeah. personally, you know, and I mean taking things at a personal front. Maybe they're nitpickers. They kind of see something, they hear it, and they got to dissect it and drill it down to its minute parts so that they can have something to complain about and groan. I think I've said it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting mighty close to home. Yeah, well, we can move right now or what? Oh, yeah, well, maybe I am. It's baseball, you know, centric. So what can I say? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rabbit players. Rabbit players are little guys who are lively. They just bounce around the field. They steal bases. They make great plays in the field. They play what's called small ball. They go for that. They don't go for the home run, but they go for pushing runners around the bases with bunts. Maybe a stolen base here, wild pitch there. Before you know it, they get a run and maybe didn't even get a hit. So little players that are able to do that because they make use of their speed rather than their their muscle and their strength are called rabbit players. And we'll finish up this story with respect to rabbit players by talking about them. Probably the most famous player that has the nickname rabbit, and that was Rabbit Moranville. And Rabbit Moranville is kind of a character. I love this guy, John. I have to tell you the truth. I love Rabbit Moranville. I think he is the coolest player in Major League Baseball. He is. Uh, this is a fellow that uh, played during the 1920s. Actually came up in 1914, uh, and he played for a record 23 seasons in the Major Leagues, bouncing around, well, actually hopping around to various clubs, uh, starting with the Boston Braves, and he the Pittsburgh Pirates, the uh, Chicago Cubs, the St. Louis Cardinals. And he was a shortstop, which you would expect Rabbit to be, a little guy who could play uh, yeah. you know, very well defensively. And uh, he, though, was known for being a real character, a uh, uh, practical joke uh, uh, guy that would constantly be uh, you know, pulling tricks on, on the players. And he was That's also right. known to be – he was a very festive individual who believed festive. that uh, – <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who believe that uh, you know the, the the day didn't end at uh, at ten o'clock at night? Perhaps a little no. bit later. You, pu- you push the envelope a bit later. in terms of he's a party animal. Let's face it. Well, he he and was a party out. animal even when he managed <laughs> even when he managed ball clubs. He was a party animal. He wouldn't he let was. his players go to sleep until he went to sleep. Remember? <clears throat> exactly. And sometimes if they they felt a need to, he would. Uh, take a, a pail of water or maybe just a glass and, and douse it on their head. And before you know it, you have one angry guy who's awake. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, <clears throat> he really, uh, he actually realized for after a while that, you know what, this can only last so long. And before you know, it's going to grind on you. So about uh, after he got fired as a manager, he said, you know what, I think I better lay off the sauce and uh, just concentrate on baseball. And he was able to play actually to well beyond, He's probably 41, 42 years old. So uh, that he changed it, kind of decided to just kind of walk away from, from alcohol. And, uh, and 
and then after his career was over, um, you know, and the fact is his stats were he was a good fielder, but hitting wise, he bunted this and that, whatever, and batted about 250. And uh, so he didn't really have a high batting average, but even, but just his mere energy and his colorful, colorful character got him into the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, he didn't. It didn't get into the Hall of Fame until months after he passed away at the age of 62 years old in 1954. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to know about Rabbit Moranville, um, you know, read about him. You got the Hall link. of Fame, Wiki, you got the link. It's all there, all good. Hey, hey uh, we have a word now, though, don't we? We alluded <clears> to <throat> it yeah, earlier. Finally, we alluded to it, and here it is, Saguaros. Saguaros, S-A-G-U. A R O S Saguaro. Okay, that's a that's a big cactus, John. That's a it's really a big tall, cactus. It's a tall one. I mean, this would be this would be like a, a high enough that basketball players might be able to look at the top of it. You know, like a like guy like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, a Great. tall, horizontally branched cactus located in Arizona, and I've seen a few of them while I've been here. Yeah, in neighboring regions. Yielding useful wood and a bearing an edible fruit. Haven't gotten into that yet. And still mm-hmm. locally common. So that is it. And here's my example sentence. The surprise of Saguaro was a baseball team that plays in the West Division of the Arizona Fall League. They play their home games in Surprise, Arizona, which is way, way out west. It's a suburb of Phoenix. And that's our word. What is the deal with uh, with Arizona and New Mexico having these weird names like truth or con- truth or consequences? Truth or consequences, Mexico, yeah. Right? Yeah. Surprise, yeah. Uh, Arizona. I mean, colorful people, John. And you know, I see gas what? stations that sell, uh, you know, those rattlesnake rattlers embedded in amber. Mm-hmm. Amber, you know, it's it's a weird kind of, you know, two headed snakes. You know, weird yeah, kind of the, place. Bait. We got the major league baseball team out here, which is called the Diamondbacks, which they've become referred to as the Snakes as a kind of a nickname. Uh, wow! I've also been to the Rattlesnake Museum in Albuquerque, which is you mentioned New Mexico. So yeah, there's a lot of that stuff out here. My frustration lies in the fact that we got a Peoria, Arizona, and yeah. we got a Peoria, Illinois, and I can kind of get get them too confused. So yeah, all good. It's easy. Hey, well, you know, here's the here's the thing about this, John. Uh, you go here every year, and it's very exciting. But you know, uh, although you've talked to me, I think we do this show every year so I can actually learn about the American, uh, the the Arizona Fall League, because you know, right. up until this year, it really hasn't dawned on me that they amalgamate these teams. They they get different teams major league teams and their their uh their minor league clubs their associated farm farm clubs you know and they get them and they smash them together into one team they get don't how many do they get three how does it work how do they get these teams formed well what they get what they do is this is a league that was established by major league baseball and but it is it's a developed league that allows the major league players to take their best prospects, the ones that are still in the minor leagues, that they feel need to maybe get a little jump start on their development, and maybe they should be doing some some baseball playing during their off season. So after the minor league season is over with, they come down here to Arizona, and there's and what they form the club is your question being how do they do that? Well, 
yeah. each major league player needs to supply six different clubs that are here with players. So you've got 30 clubs, you've yeah. got, uh, and you've got basically uh, six teams. Okay. So on each, so on each AFL team is represented with five different major league clubs. So each these, club these, is, these guys would play against each other during the normal <laughs> season, but for this, they're going to play together. Is that right? That's true. There are some players, and this is really gives them an opportunity to, to you know, spread and learn a little bit more with respect to play their opponents. And but they seem to they they gel pretty quickly as a team, and it's it's considered a really special uh, experience for for players, not only for the development, so but creating friendships uh, that might uh, last, you know, should last for a long time. Now this is and by invitation so, only, right? This is invitation only. <laughs> If, if you're gonna if you're gonna play here, you have to be invited, and you're not assigned. You're actually invited. Is that right? You're in, that is true. I mean, what you got to do is you've got to uh, the, the major league will uh, the, the teams will try to decide each individually. Now, it's good. the whole idea of how you select this because you can't have a team say, "Well, I'm going to send." They're going to send like eight players. Each team is eight times five clubs. You know, major league clubs are that's eight. There's forty players. That's forty players on the team. So you can't say, well, I'm going to supply you with eight, eight, eight pitchers. No, it's kind of a, an no. all complex process by which they kind of sort out and do it. Yeah. It's, it's it's so complex that nobody really knows about it. Don't, don't know how they do it. So, <laughs> so don't ask me. That's for sure. I, I like I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was nifty. It showed a lot of thought. Somebody put a lot of thought into this, and uh, well, I think it's a great alternative to the minor leagues. To tell you the truth, you know, like spring training kind of stuff, you know, you go to down in Florida. This is right. like very different, isn't it? It's it's different in, in the fact that the games that are that are played are the it's it's they're there to develop certain skills, not necessarily to win baseball games. So uh, that way, for example, a manager might say, Well I want this pitcher to pitch against left handed batter, so I'll bring him in now. Or maybe a player's been playing shortstop and they say, Well you know what? Maybe we'll teach that player to play second base because we need that the, the major league club needs a second baseman. It doesn't need another shortstop. And these are the kind of things that are thought through and, and decided. Um, and maybe a guy's, you know, going to change his swing a little bit and says, well, this is a good place to try it out. This, you know, historically this started in 1992. And the reason being that, you know, there's an alternative to it at that time. And it was called the winter leagues where you could send players uh, down to uh, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, Public, Venezuela, and but the the team said, you know what? I don't really want my. I want to have more control of my players. And those winter leagues play competitively. They are those teams. You know, they want yeah. they want to win. So they want to win. Yeah. This is a better environment environment for being able to do that. So now you're going to find though, when it comes to development, we're not only talking about players, but we're also talking about managers. Because some ah. of the best managers that have, that we have right now, in fact, one that was in the World Series last year and actually won it, Dusty Baker for the Houston Astros. Uh, he originally had had not managed day one until he came down here and managed one of the, the Arizona Fall League teams. So it's a great place to not only learn how to play, but also how to manage. Another thing is the umpires. The umpires that are down here are umpires that have been in the minor, high minor leagues, double A, triple A. And so they come here to hone their skills and get 
they're being observed by the major league, uh, you know, the uh, MLB, uh, the organization, and supervi- mm-hmm. umpire supervisors to see if they might be uh, a good uh, fit in terms of um, being progressing up into the majors. So that's that's a, mm-hmm. another part of it. Well, now really you know, you and I have been interested in women's in, in women in baseball. Are there any female umpires yet? There are right now. There, there's this is a glass ceiling that has not been broken by the major leagues. There's been a history of major league of, of women umpires that have uh, ma- uh, umpired in the minors, but in the actual major leagues, none. Right now, as we speak, there are two. There are two umpires that are uh, umpiring in the, in the minors, and one of those happens to be here. And I just happened to notice it just two days ago. And her name wow. is Jennifer Powell. P A W O L, and I saw yeah, her umpire behind her the plate. Yes, we have, yeah. and she's been written up in the Washington Post. And I can tell you right now that she, most of the women have done this, have been kind of shunned by the the male umpires uh, the previous attempts. But I can tell you right now, just watching her on the field, the way she conducts herself, and the way she works with her umpires, the other umpires, that she's part of the team. She's part of the umpire team. And I feel that wow. within probably two, maybe three years, we will see this lady be the first uh, woman umpire. In, in, in the, in the well, if if, so, well, if so somebody good. gets injured or has a health problem or something like that, they might move her up earlier, right? They could, and, and there's a there's a process by which if you're going to believe it, umpires actually get vacation. They get vacation during the season. During the season, yeah, I know. Yes, they got, they got a strong union. So they as a result, they, yeah. do, they, they have what they call replacement umpires. Those are umpires that are, no, are not official size and weight in the majors yet, but then substitute and pinch hit and come up. And so she'll probably get an opportunity to do that uh, beforehand. And so they'll gradually get her into the process. So that's, that's going to be real good. And, you know, one of the things about being down here is you get, you're watching baseball with a bunch of scouts. In addition to, you've got all the amenities that you would see at a spring training game. And you know why? Because they're wow. played in spring training ballparks. It's really good. Uh, yeah, well, so let me I've ask you a, a technical question. Let me ask you a technical question. I, I like these scouts. I'm interested in, as you know, I'm interested in the kind of off-kilter stuff about baseball. Yeah. You know, how many yeah. how many radar guns do you see at a game? Seeing how fast I would the balls go. Uh, I would say you see probably anywhere from 25 to 35 guns. Yeah. Wow. There's there are all these scouts out there. Are there they are am- amateur or are they professional? Amateur they're all they professional? Work, they're, working for, they're working for the major league clubs. It's so wow. there's a couple of things going on. Number one, they want to be able to give information with respect to their team and how their players are progressing based upon watching them, writing up notes, reports every day. Sending them off to the, you know, the MLB uh, uh, player development uh, supervisor, whatever, and have people read. See right. if these guys should end up next year. Two, they're also looking at the other players for potential trades. They, you know, say, uh-huh. well, you know, I see this guy. Looks like they don't have a position for him in the majors. Perhaps we can make a deal and get him because we need that second baseman, third baseman, etc. So that's the way that the wow. scouts fit wow. in. And I'll wow. tell you, when you hear the etiquette is. They're right behind home plate, and you sit, you know, you sit away from them because you don't want to bother them because they're working. The you, scouts, you wouldn't. You're talking about the, the scouts, scouts are. Yeah, yeah, they're working. So as a hey, result, you hey, don't want to bother them. 
So I hate okay. to interrupt you, John. I could I could keep asking you questions all day. We, we got to tie this up. Any final words about the AFL you want to say since you're down there? Well, I would say that sixty um, percent of the AFL players make it to the majors, uh, and there's been players as good as like Derek Cheater, Alfred Pujols. In fact, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout played down here in the same outfield, which are two of the wow. well-known current players. So yeah. I would say it's my best it's my best major league experience, a uh, baseball experience. Ooh. Coming down Ooh. here is better than even going to spring training, and I wow. do recommend it. And, um, and it's in, in October through the early part of November. The weather is mm. usually fairly good. This year it's a little hot, but that's that's a good word. So all right, good. Well, now I think we deserve some groaners. Yes, we do deserve some groaners, and our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. He's down here, and he said, "Here's a, and last yesterday at breakfast with him, and he said, here's some groaners you might consider using. And I said, oh, and you know, he did better than that. He actually had me, he asked me the questions, and let's see if you can get the, the groaners correct that I got correct. Oh, boy, I don't want to put any pressure on that. Oh, dear, I wouldn't <laughs> <want to> do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. What shampoo does the headless horseman use? What shampoo does the headless horseman use? Head and shoulders. You're absolutely right. Except what they've decided to do, come up with a new name and truncate and just call it shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) That's cheating. That's cheating. (laughs) Okay. Here's... And that one, I, I said exactly what you did. So you're going to get a, a, an enormous amount of partial credit on that. Here's the next one. Of partial credit. <laughs> oh, man. You're tough today. Go this ahead. One. Go ahead. Okay. What civil battle was fought over pasta? What civil what war civil? battle was for, fought over pasta? Uh, it starts with an A, right? No, it doesn't. It starts with an S. S? I don't know then. The Babel of Spaghettisburg. Oh, that's terrible. That is and that one. That one I nailed. <laughs> oh, well, then you, you beat the socks off of me, so to speak. Okay, well, listen, uh, you one out of two. Hey, uh, and I'm going to give you full credit for the first one. Okay. I'm a nice guy. Okay. Out of here. Okay. Bye.